Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny, coming to you with another uplifting message of hope and inspiration. I'm so excited to talk to you today because today is Christmas. This is the midnight recording to celebrate the birth of Emmanuel, our Messiah. I come to celebrate Jesus this morning. I hope that you're excited and I hope that you're ready to hear this message God has put on my heart. It's such an honor to be able to talk to you and talk about the goodness and the greatness of God. Talk about all the wonderful things that he has in store for you and myself. And I want you to know that there's power in the name of Jesus. I want you to know that there's power in the name of Jesus. I'm so excited because God has given me a word today. Uh, I want to let you know I just got off my knees thanking him for coming to give me a second chance to redeem me, to give me the path where now I have grace, but also I have the right to say, Abba, Father, today, I'm now a child of God. I'm no longer an outsider. Do you know how good that feels to know that you're no longer an outsider? That I'm part of a family, a holy family, a family full of love and tradition that I can call God and say, thank you, Father. God, I appreciate God. I want you to appreciate Jesus because there's power in the name of Jesus. And today, we're going to talk about the seven miracles that John talks about, about what Christ did when he was on the earth I want you to get excited because there's power and there's miracle working in Jesus' name. But also, like I said, that before I start a podcast, I want to thank those who listen from various places. And I want to give y'all gratitude and appreciation. I thank the people in Illinois who listen to the podcast, the people in South Carolina, the people in New York the people in Pennsylvania, the people in Wisconsin, the people in California, the people in Spain, the people in Russia, the people in Iran, the United Kingdom and Canada. I want to thank you for having an ear for God's word. And it shows you that God's word goes around the world. And today, since we in this season are celebrating the birth of Christ, and today is the day that we celebrate him. It's an honor for me to share what the Lord has put in my heart to share with you about these seven miracles. I just want to let you know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind that he loves you, that he would never leave you nor forsake you in your hour and time of need. I don't care what the world is telling you today, that we have a God who sits high and looks low. So I'm just very excited to talk about these miracles, the seven miracles found in the Gospel of John. You know, uh, my last recording talked about Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah. And so to honor him today, on the date that we celebrate his birth, I want to talk about him and his miracle working power. Because guess what? He's able to bless you today 
He's able to do it. He's God. And, you know, we're going to talk about this today. I want to let you know that you're not alone. I know it's Christmas and you might be in the house by yourself, might not be nobody around. But guess what? You're not alone. God is with you. In the midst of your pain and your suffering and all these things. And I come to, you know, just to cry out with you today that God would perform a miracle for you. That he would do something tremendous for you. That he will step into your world and answer you. I just want to let you know that God loves you and you're not alone and I love you. And if you have been, any prayer requests, please send it so that I can stand in agreement with you and pray with you and see the wonderful working powers of God in your life. I'm talking about, you know, we serve an awesome God. But before we start anything, I believe in the power of prayer. The Bible said, man, out of prayer, not faint. We're not supposed to lose heart. Supposed to always be believing that God can do what the word says he can do. I want you to trust and believe God. That he loves you. He loves you so much that he sent his son. This is what we're celebrating right now. We're celebrating the birth of his son. Who will come and take away the sins of the world. To give us a right to be called the children of God. And so... Let's pray. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, I just thank you, Father, for your people today. As we celebrate the birth of our Messiah, our Savior, our Emmanuel, the anointed one, the one who was sent to redeem men who were lost in sin, to give us an adoption into the family of God. I want you to know that God loves you. God would never leave you or forsake you. Father, I ask you to bless your people, Father. Right now for the people, Father, who are homeless, Father, who are just looking for you today, Father, the people in the hospital, Father, the people incarcerated, Father, who hoping to get a second chance, Father. We pray for these people, Father. We pray, Father, for anybody in an abusive relationship, Father, that you get them the ability to get out and get out safe, Father. Father, we just... Thank you, Father, because we know that you are God of love, Father. And I pray, Father, for the people who can't pay their rent, who can't pay their gas or light bill, Father, who don't have food, don't know what to do. Uh, people who are just, just so bogged down because they're so lonely because they have no one to celebrate this day with. And for the people who are missing their loved ones who have gone on, Father, give them strength and peace today, Father. God, I'm so excited to talk about you because this is a day that we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. I know that, you know, the COVID situation making this Christmas be difficult, but let me tell you, we serve a wonderful God who is full of compassion and mercy. Remember this, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Let me tell you, God cares. You're not alone. The title of this podcast and God, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God. It's true. God cares about those things that are eating in your heart. He cares. He cares about that stuff. Don't feel that he don't. 
He loves you that much. He cares about you. And he wants to give you hope. In the midst of your sorrow, the midst of your pain, that's what God want to do. Now, you know, in the other episode, I was talking about what John said who Jesus was. And I'm just going to give like a, just a brief introduction again. The opening line in the Gospel of John introduced Jesus as the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John 1.1. This phrase in the beginning echoes Genesis 1, 1, suggesting that John intended to depict the powers of Jesus Christ by hearkening back to the omnipotent of the creator of the world. On the surface, the title or name words suggest divine communication. I want you to know that. That's what that that's what he was saying. In other words, he was saying, I'm going to take you all the way back to Genesis and let you know that Jesus was there. He was the word. He wants you to know that. He wants you to know that who Christ was and his authority. I'm important. In other words, he wants you to understand that this is who he was. And who he is. He wants you to know that. And he wants you to be sure that Christ is the meaning through which the will of the Father is communicated from John's perspective. Then he introduced Jehovah of the Old Testament as being of such power, might, and dominion. The world cannot fully be captured. His magnificent. Furthermore, John writes, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. This is found in John 1.14. This is to say Jehovah was born as Jesus Christ and grew to adulthood, possessing all the powers in the flesh. In the essence, John's gospel is centered on the omnipotence of Jesus Christ. He wants you to know that Jesus had power. He had miracle power. He had dunamis. That he had the ability to make change. And I want you to celebrate with me today the birth of the Messiah, Emmanuel, God with us. I want you to see that Jesus has power. There's power in his name. I just want you to be excited like me. Remember this. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And you're not alone. You are not alone. I don't care what it looks like, but you're not alone. I'm celebrating Christ right now in the wee hours of the morning because I want to to, to magnify him. My whole reason for talking to you this time of morning is to honor Jesus Christ, to honor God, to honor the Holy Spirit. I want to thank him 
for what he's done and what he's still doing and what he's going to do even when I'm gone from here. You have power in the name of Jesus. Use his authority over your circumstances. See what he does for you. I want you to get excited. I want you to get excited about who Christ is. I want you to know that who he is, that he is who he says he is. And we're going to talk about these seven miracles. We're going to honor God this morning. We're going to honor God this morning. We're going to praise him. We're going to lift him up. We're going to magnify him. I thank you, Father, for all that you have done. And so I just want to let y'all know that, that who he is and that he has power in his name. I want you to understand that if you call on the name Jesus, that it has power. And the only reason that it doesn't work is just because sometimes we lack the ability to believe that it works. That's the reason why we lack the ability to believe that it works. I'm talking about we're joking, say Jesus. But really, we should say that name when we really need to invoke him. In other words, so the, when you say it, you need to say it because you want to say it with authority. You know, in the, in the, in the gospel of Acts, when Peter and John go up to the temple to pray and there's a guy laid out, they said, silver and gold, I have none. But in the name of Jesus Christ, Rise and walk. Store it in the name. I want, you, I want you to know that, you know. Yesterday we talked about the first miracle. But Jesus made water into wine. His mother told the people, do what he says do. And Jesus said, fill it with water. Now I told you water represents the Holy Spirit. Because remember, Jesus just said got baptized by John. In the Jordan. Now, the Holy Spirit had descended upon him, and now he's no longer just this man without any power. But now he's walking in his divine authority on the earth as the Son of God. Not the Son of God without any power, but the Son of God with power. This is what he's doing, he's walking in his authority. In other words, this is the first thing. His mother didn't know what he was going to do. Then he said, take it and give it to the master. And then they realized that the last wine was the best wine. And it was symbolic of letting you know that Jesus is going to be the new Adam. That he was getting ready to pay the price for mankind. And the second miracle we're going to find out is found in John chapter 4. Remember, I'm reading from the New King James Version. And I just want to share the second miracle, what Jesus did, what Jesus performed. Because I want you to, to see that there's power in the name. That when he says something, things happen. I'm so excited to share this with you because I believe that today somebody 
is going to get the knowledge that when they call on the name of Jesus and they call on the name of Jesus with sincerity and with hope and expectation that something is going to happen for them. Did you hear me? That something is going to happen for them. And this is what it says. John chapter 4, verse 46. It says this. So Jesus came again to Canaan of Galilee where he made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capodium. And when he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and implored him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then Jesus said to him, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. The nobleman said to him, sir, come down before my child dies. See, he had anxiety. He said, come down before my son dies. And this is, this is how, this is the common nature of a miracle worker, Jesus. <laughs> this is, this is, this is, this is what I want you to see. Jesus said to him, go your way. Your son lives. Did you hear what he said? Go your way. Your son's live. Your son lives. This is what Jesus said. Hey, it's already done. That's him speaking life right there to the father of this child. This man knows his son at the point of death. Jesus, Jesus didn't have to go touch him. He said to him, he lives. So the man believed the words that Jesus spoke to him and he went his way. And as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, your son lives. See that? Testimony. Understand the power of testimony. Remember this. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. God loves you. The power of testimony. <laughs> I'm talking about the servants come. In other words, it says that he took Jesus at his word. I want you to take, I want you to take Jesus at his name. Know that he has all power, that he's all powerful, that he can do anything. I want you to see this. You need to know this. Have faith in the name of Jesus. Because guess what I'm going to do? When I get through from here, I'm going to praise and magnify God. I'm going to dance and shout. I'm going to celebrate him. Because he's worthy of the praise. And then he inquired of them the hour when he got better. And they said to him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour with Jesus said to him, your son lives. And he immediately believed and his whole household. They all, this again is the second sign Jesus did when he came out of Judea into Galilee. Did you see it? Did you see it? But Jesus did. I want you to see 
what Jesus did. He told him that his son was lived. And the father, you know, he had to, he had to verify this. He said, this man told me yesterday. And he said, hey, the same time that, you know, he just know. Could you imagine that all he was of Jesus said him and his whole house believed? It says that him and his whole house believed. Was not one person didn't believe. It was everyone who believed. The supernatural, wonderful power working of Jesus Christ. Just want to talk to you about these things. Want you to know who Jesus is. Want you to know who Jesus is. Want you to know who Jesus is. And you know, the next, next one we're going to look at, the third miracle, it's going to be found in John chapter 5, verses 1 through 18. These seven miracles that John talk about, the Messiah. Because I want you to celebrate Jesus with me today. I want you to know that there's power in his name. That if you say the name of Jesus, something happens. If you say the name of Jesus and you say it in faith. It says, after this, there was a feast of the Jews. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. There is in Jerusalem, by the sheep gate, a pool which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these laid a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down in a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man who was there, who had an infirmity for 38 years, when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already had been there in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man asked him, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming another steps down before me, Jesus said to him, rise up. Take your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well and took up his bed and walked. Let me tell you something, that there's power in the name of Jesus. This is why we celebrate his birth. Now, you see, this guy had been in this situation for 38 years. He'd been there for a long time. Didn't seem like everybody got something before he got it. Everybody got something before he got it. Seemed like that he was forgotten. Seemed like that he got passed over. He didn't need nobody to put him in no water. Because Jesus just spoke it. Get up and take your mat. Said that immediately he was made well. That's power Jesus' name. I want you to know it. I want you to celebrate him with me like I'm celebrating him. 
I want you to get victory in your life. And remember, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. He will never leave you nor forsake you in your hour and time of need. Did you hear me? I want you to know the wonderful working powers of Jesus. Let me tell you something. You can call upon him. You can trust him. You can believe in him. He won't let you down. People may fail you all the time. People may discourage you all the time. But God will be there for you. And now we finish to roll into, what's this? Miracle number four. We're going to go to John chapter six. We're going to be looking at verses five through 14. Because I want you to see that Jesus has power. That Jesus has power. That Jesus has power. Because I want you to know that you're not alone. And whatever the enemy is trying to tell you, God has power in his name. And let's go. And we're going to look at, we're going to look at this. And then, but actually I'm going to start in John chapter 6, verse 1. After these things, Jesus went over to the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. Then a great multitude followed him because they saw his signs, which he performed on those who were diseased. And Jesus went up to the mountain and there he sat with his disciples. Now the Passover, a feast of the Jews was near. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes and seeing a great multitude coming towards him. And he said, Philip, where should we buy bread that these may eat? But this he said to test him. Let me tell you something. God know what he going to do before he does it. Says he was testing Philip. And this is, this is what happened for he himself knew what he would do. Jesus is always teaching his disciples because guess what? They were going to have the ability to do what he did. They were going to have the ability to do what he did. I want you to get excited. Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may have a little. One of his disciples, Andrew Simon Peter's brother said to him, there is a lad here who has five belly loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? Let me tell you something. See, they begin to put limitations on Jesus. Don't you put limitations on him because Andrew said, man, Oh, this, hey, Jesus, look at them talking about it. seemed impossible. What were they going to do? In other words, what was they going to get that amount of food from? 
Where would them get that amount of food from? Do you know? It was going to be a miraculous, divine power that Jesus is going to use. And remember, I want you to see this in all these miracles. All Jesus is doing is talking. Talking. <laughs> all he's doing is talking to the Father. In other words, he has authority. In other words, he knows that if he says something, he knows it's, it's backed by God. And I want us to get to the point where we believe that when we talk to God, that we got the backing of God. This is why when you read about Samuel, it says none of his words hit the ground. Because guess what? When he talked, God backed him up. I want God to back us up when we speak. Then Jesus said, make the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down in a number of about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves. And when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples. And the disciples took those sitting down likewise of the fish as much as they wanted. So when they were filled, he said to the disciples, gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. Therefore, they gathered them up and filled the 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which were left by those who had eaten. Then those men, when they had seen the signs that Jesus did, this is truly the prophet who has come into the world. Men, I want you to get excited. You know, they say that Jesus had compassion and that word compassion meant that it was like, it was like a, and when he saw these people, he didn't, you know, he, he felt compelled. It's like him was having a bowel movement. In other words, it was that much pain inside of him because he knew these people were lost. And talking about, and if you understand what a sheep is, a sheep is an animal that makes bad decisions. He needs to be helped along the way. This is what Christ is doing. He has power in his name. This is why we celebrate the Messiah. And I want you to see the powers of Jesus. Because if you get to see it and get to, to feeling it in your spirit, when you pray, you say, Jesus, I need your help. I know that you can do it. Then you can see him move in your circumstances. I don't care how bad it looks. Trust in the name of Jesus. Trust in the name of Jesus. Trust in the name of Jesus. And so we know we talked about the wine in the previous episode was miracle number one. The healing of the, healing of the official son in chapter four. We talked about the man at the pool of Bethesda. We talked about the reading, the feeding of the 5,000, which we know at that time it could have been either 10 to 15,000 people because women and children weren't counted. So this is a huge miraculous thing that is happening. So we didn't see Jesus do four great things. And now we're about to see the fifth thing. Because I want you to know that there's power in the name of Jesus. 
I want you to know, I want you to know that this Jesus that we're celebrating, his birth has power. And you know, and it's written in this word that we can use this name. And I want you to use this name, but I, I want you to use the name and authority that it's supposed to be used in. Not use it just in, you know, just in simple logic conversations, but learn only to speak Jesus' name when it's, it's meant for authority. I'm trying to practice this. It's hard because, you know, we always say, oh, Jesus, you know, in other words. So I'm trying to get to the point where I don't even say his name unless I'm going to say it with power. And I'm hoping that God will get me there one day that I just will only rely on his name when I, when I speak his name. He know I'm only speaking it in faith, in other words. Uh, so, I, you know, you know this, this can be a challenge that we can take. Remember, it's whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Maybe we can do this as a challenge to one another, in other words. Let's not say Jesus' name unless we really mean it, unless we need to use it. In other words, let's try for 30 days. If you will, let me know that, you know, you're willing to try to, you know, not use Jesus' name at all unless you're going to use it for, for the purpose of prayer. In other words, and, the, you know, the purpose of just invoking his name over your circumstances and over people's circumstances. And the next we're going to see is going to be found in John chapter 6. And we're going to see it's from 16. Actually, we're going to start in 15 from 15 to 21. Therefore, when Jesus perceived that they were about to come and take him and force him to make him king, he departed again to the mountains by himself alone. See, you're not alone. <laughs> Title of the podcast. Jesus dipped away because they wanted to make him king because all these wonderful things that he's doing. But guess what? He was not meant to be sitting on a throne on earth at this time. He was meant to show men how to connect to God. Then verse 16 said, Now when evening came, his disciples went down to the sea got into boats and went over to the sea towards Capodium. And it was already dark and Jesus had not come to them. Then the sea arose because of a great wind was blowing. So when they had rowed about there, when they rowed about there three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and drawn near to the boat, and they were afraid. But he said to them, It is I, do not be afraid. They then they willingly received him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land when they where they were going. Check this out. If you miss it, you're gonna miss that they was transcended. You know, we know about how Peter stepped out. But in John chapter 6, he declares that when Jesus got on the boat, they were, they were where they needed to be. In other words, Jesus has power in his name. I want you to get happy. I want you to celebrate the birth of our Savior. I want you to, I want you to see how wonderful he is and what he can do. Now, we're at, we're at number 6 now. Because we didn't talk about canon, 
We talked about the official son at Capodium. We talked about the men at the Pool of Bethesda. We talked about the feeding of the uh, of the uh, of, of the five thousand. And we talked about him walking on water. And now we're getting ready to talk about the healing of the blind man. And we're going to find this in John chapter 9. And we're going to do verses 1 through 7. Because I want you to see the wonderful working powers of Jesus and know the power, there's power in his name. Now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither did this man nor his parents sin, but that the work of God should be revealed. But the work of God should be revealed. In him, I must work the work of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And when he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay, saliva, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with clay. And he said to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translate sent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. Therefore, the neighbors of those who previously had seen that he was blind said, Is this not he who sat and begging? Some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. He said, I am he. Therefore, they said to him, How were your eyes open? And he answered, and He said, A man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me go to the pool of Siloam and wash so I went and washed and I received sight then they said to him where is he who said I do not know let me tell you something when you want a miracle you would do anything <laughs> he wanted to see just think you hear somebody Spit sounds nasty. Take some dirt, make it into you know mud. And talking about then he he's so wanting a miracle that he stands there and he takes it by faith. He believed that something was going to happen. He believed something was going to happen, and by faith. He did what Jesus said. That's why I'm telling you, whatever Jesus tells you, do it. Remember, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. God loves you with an everlasting love. He would never leave you nor forsake you in your hour and time of need. Trust in the name of Jesus. Trust him. And so, I just want to tell you just how good God is. And that God is an awesome God. That he can step in. And he can do whatever he wants done. And I, you know, I just want to celebrate Christ with y'all. And we're about to talk about this seventh miracle. And you know what the seventh miracle is going to be about? It's going to be about 
Jesus' friend. That he's going to rise from the dead. So we're going to roll on down to John chapter 11. And we're going to look at Lazarus. Because Lazarus was a friend of Christ. And we're going to start in verse 1. And then we're going to skip around. Now a certain man was sick. Lazarus of Bethany. The town of Mary. Her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrance oil and wiped his feet with her hair, who brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore, the sister sent to him saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, well, Jesus always pointing to God because it's about, it's about the work that God had called him to do. To sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So Jesus loved them. He had a personal relationship with them. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, let's go to Judea again. Then the disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you. Are you going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not 12 hours in a day? If anyone walks in a day, he does not stumble because he sees the light in the world. But if one walks in night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. These things he said. After that, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleep, he would get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought that he was speaking about taking rest and sleep. Then Jesus plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I'm glad for your sake that I was not there, that you may believe nevertheless let us go to him. Let me tell you something. There ain't no cell phones in this day. Jesus declared to them, he stayed two extra days. Because God told him to stay two extra days. Because God is supposed to do one of the greatest things that could happen. Lazarus laid dead for four days. I want you to understand what's going on. They believed in those days that the spirit stayed over the body for three days. Four days is, is totally impossible. Jesus is going to do the impossible. He's getting ready to go do the impossible. When the Bible says with men, it is impossible. With God, all things are possible. I want you to see this. This is what God is going to do. And, you know, so I, tell you, I want you to understand this because at the end of the day, nobody at this time knows what's getting ready to happen for Jesus. Then Thomas, who is called the twin, said to him, to his fellow disciple, let us also go that we may die with him. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, two miles away. And many of the Jews had joined the women 
around Martha and Mary to com comfort them concerning their brother. Now Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God would give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. <laughs> Let me tell you something. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he should live. And whoever lives and believes in me, she'll never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God, who has come into the world. And when she had said these things, she went her way and secretly called Mary, her sister. The teacher has come and is calling for you. And as soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now, Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was in a place where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were with her in the house comforting her, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, they followed her, saying she is going to the tomb to weep there. See, they just want to see her suffer. They just, you know, these, I'm talking about, you know, in other words, they, they go on, they think, you know, they think it's over. But let me tell you something, nothing is not over with Jesus. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. You're not alone. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit. Oh, you're talking about, uh, you think about it. He groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. And Jesus, well, but you know, Jesus person. This affects Jesus. This is God crying. Do you know that God cries for you? God cries for you. I want you to know that. It says, and Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him? And some of them said, could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus again groaned, oh, in himself. And he came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone laid against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha and the sister of him who was there said to him, sir, Lord, by this time there is a stench for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was laying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you. <laughs> he said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me because of the people who stand by I say this, that they might believe that you have sent me. And now when he had said these things, 
he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with gray cloth. His face was wrapped with cloth. Jesus said to him, loosen him and let him go. That's a seven miracle. I want to just get you pumped up because we're celebrating the birth of the Messiah, Emmanuel. You know, I'm going to close in prayer. I want you to think about this. And I'm just excited today. I'm excited about Jesus the Christ, the anointed one. Oh, precious Father, I just thank you for the day. Father, I pray that this word would penetrate people's hearts and minds, Father, to celebrate Jesus and believe in the name, that there's power in the name of Jesus. Call upon him and see what he'll do for you. Father, I ask you to bless your people this Christmas day, Father, because we celebrate. We're celebrating the birth of your son. Glory to you, Father. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to tell you that I love you. Remember, you're not alone. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. If you have any prayer requests, please send it. Uh, I love you, and I'll be talking to you later. Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to the show.